Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Raven Conversations podcast, the show where we bring you the news and stories from around the Washington National Guard. I'm Jason Christ. Thank you for joining me. On today's episode, I talked with Jeff Heehe and Dakota Ross. Dakota was a student at the Washington Youth Academy, and Jeff was his mentor. We talked a lot about the mentor-mentee relationship, how Jeff was instrumental in Dakota's education, and how one can volunteer as a mentor if you've been inspired by this conversation. Uh, Sit back, relax, and enjoy the conversation. Thanks. All right, so yeah, my name is Jason Kreis, and I'm here with uh, Jeff Heehe. He is a uh, mentor or volunteer mentor at the Youth Academy, and I am also with his mentee, um, Dakota Ross. Uh, Dakota, you attended uh, the Youth Academy uh, 19-2 yes. a couple of years ago. Yeah. So you are fresh out of your post-residential phase. Um, and just real quick, I'll go over the um, the Youth Academy, in case people do not know what it is or are not familiar with it. It is a a uh, little over five and a half month uh, quasi military academy that uh, takes in students, you know, fit between I think it's uh, 15 and 18. 16 and 18. Oh, 16 and 18. Okay, mm-hmm. between six, the ages of 16 and 18, if they are uh, behind on credits, if they're having, having problems uh, with, with school and high school, um, they can apply to this academy. Um, they live there uh, full time for several months, five and a half months, and they um, go. They go to school, and they are dedicated to the school. They are there 24 hours a day. Um, they don't leave the academy, and unless there's like various um, functions which take them off the academy, but but they live there, and they basically can earn up to eight eight credits. That, um, yep. that they can apply to their high school and, and be able to graduate on time, graduate with their peers. Um, so basically catches them up. And it's, um, so there's a few, a few um, phases of the academy. And I'll go over, go over them real quick. Uh, first phase is acclimation. And that's like the first two weeks. The first two weeks, um, the students learn marching, facing movements, PT, cleaning their, maintaining their bay, their bunks, their lockers, all that kind of stuff. And it's pretty, pretty intense. Um, and it kind of tries to, you know, it gets them into shape a little bit and, and teaches them how they're going to conduct themselves throughout the rest of the academy. The next phase after, after the first two weeks is the residential phase. And that's, that's where they're, where they're going to, going to school, they're living, you know, with their uh, their platoons, and then there's the post-residential phase. After they graduate, or after they um, complete the residential phase, they'll get the post-residential phase. And I'll have Jeff. I'll have you describe that a little bit. And that's the the full year after after they graduate the academy. Um, yeah. Okay. So Jeff, yeah, you can explain that part real quick. Um. If it's okay, I'm going to, the mentoring relationship starts during the residential phase. Uh, Is it okay if I kind of back it up a little bit? Absolutely. Um, So you're matched. um, We were matched as a cadet and mentor pair. We we knew each other from before the academy. So 
we came in already knowing each other. Um, there are a lot of the cadets that are paired with volunteers, which in cycles since Dakota was there, I've volunteered and been what they call blind matched with cadets. Um, it starts with a lot of letter writing back and forth, emails. Um, when it's not COVID uh, conditions, there are on-campus mentor visits that we go and participate in activities. Those are some of the off-campus field trips that the cadets do get to do. Um, and that's where the foundation for the relationship for most mentors and cadets starts, is that um, those couple times they get to visits and the weekly letters. So then when it really kicks into high gear and the academy stops being uh, cadets' primary support is uh, the post-residential phase. And that's where um, we start meeting. It's supposed to be four hours a month. Uh, once a week, if possible, or if distance is an issue, you can do four hours once a month. Um, you could even do it over FaceTime if necessary. But the main point is that we're staying in communication uh, and being there to support each other in life. Um, it, it's definitely was an interesting experience because I found that I grew a lot as a person being the mentor um, more than just being there for someone else. So okay. 12 months of checking in, how are you doing in school? Are you uh, maintaining your job? If you're not doing school, whatever the case may be. Um, Dakota was doing a program with the community college uh, that he's about to complete actually, uh, graduate high school and get his AA at the same time and uh, has nice. pretty much worked almost full-time and now full-time during the whole thing. So, and we're well beyond our uh, post-residential phase and the, the uh, relationship is now just kind of turned into an ongoing friendship. So uh, Jeff, what got you, what got you into it? Like, how did you find out about being a mentor and, and yeah. um, I, I had grown up in, in church and I appreciated and respected the ability and the opportunity to go to somebody who has a little more experience, uh, whether, whether they've learned the hard way or they've done things the right way, it's still experience and, um, being able to see and learn from somebody else's wisdom. And, uh, later in life, that opportunity had kind of dissolved. I was just busy working, and I talked to one of my people uh, that mentored me, and we had gone over that I felt like I didn't have any outlet to pour into somebody or to share my experience, or I'm a very passionate person. I care about people, and having the opportunity to help other people is something that's important to me. And you have to go back to um, Dakota's friend, Jack, who was actually the first student I mentored at the academy. I'd never heard of it before, and he came to me and was like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this program, but I need a mentor that's not a family member. Would you be willing to do it? I was like, well, I don't know. I'm going to have to think about it. I don't know if I can commit to that. I researched the academy. It all sounded great. And then I talked to um, one of my coaches, my mentors, and said, so this kid I know wants me to be his mentor. And my coach just looked at me kind of like, weren't we just talking about how you miss having this kind of a circumstance, a situation? Why would you not say yes? And I was like, you're right, I'll say yes. <laughs> uh, and that's what got me involved with Washington Youth Academy. So did that kind of answer? Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, so, uh, so Dakota, when you first met Jeff, can you, or, or when you 
you asked him to be your mentor or it was that Jack you were talking about. Sorry. So, so yeah, we both asked him to be. <laughs> our mentor. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of, I didn't even, I didn't even think about having anybody else as my mentor because Jack had had him as a mentor and we were already close with Jeff. So um, I was like, yeah, it's kind of a no brainer. I mean, it also put me way ahead of a lot of the other cadets because most of them um, kind of were blind paired or had to go to like some random place and find a random person. Um, so it kind of put me ahead because I had an already working relationship with him where um, like on the mentor days and the days that we could spend time together, it was kind of like seeing a part of home, which um, it wasn't as much for the other cadets, but they still they still got some value from time. <laughs> So what kind of things did you guys talk about or did you guys discuss while you when you had mentor days and, and you met in person? Oh, man, mostly <laughs> just a bunch of nonsense. I mean, it's really you spend most of your time at the academy just talking about like progress and like how to do well in life and how to do well in school and how to like turn yourself around and what like respect means and obedience and like determination and stuff like that. So it was really nice just to have like a couple of hours out of one day where I could just talk about like food or like sports or like the drama back home or whatever, you know? Yeah. To, to be to be fair, it was also an opportunity to uh, kind of blow off some 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 steam. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Or or frustrations. Uh, I don't remember if it was you or Jack, but one of you was just having a rough week one time and was like, God, why am I even here? Can't stand it. And so then we had the opportunity to talk through whatever was going on. Was that you or was that Jack? I don't remember. I think that was Jack. I, um, yeah, I don't remember that. So I'm pretty sure it was Jack. Um, I think our conversations that we had was more about like uh, going through the leadership ranks uh, while you were in the residential phase and um, continuing and seeing what you could achieve and how, how high a rank you could uh, attain. And uh, there were times where you're like, eh, I've already done leadership. I don't need to do any more. But it was the challenge of you can do, can you do more? Yeah. Let's find out if you can do more, stuff like that. Yeah, a little bit of that, like uh, challenging me to do more, even when I was kind of like, uh, stubborn, lazy. Yeah. <laughs> all of those things, all of those things. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'll be fair. Just being a teenager, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> being a 16 year old. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, are th were there were there times, I guess, where the, your relationship with with Jeff really, um, really was like a like a foundation or like a rock to help you to get through tough times? Like like, can you just describe yeah. your guys' relationship a little bit? Absolutely. I mean, um, like to, like to give a little bit of perspective, um. I mean, for me personally, the spending time away from my family wasn't as big of a deal. I mean, I've been moving around my entire life. My parents live in different states, so I, I do that pretty often. But um, what was really hard was spending time away from my friends because I had never really done that <laughs> before. Um, and it was kind of it was kind of difficult 
not being able to talk to somebody on a regular basis and also i mean getting a bunch of other teenagers to sit down and write a letter to you is like hurting cats i mean nobody wants to write a letter when we can just text and like for me it's my only method of communication so of course i'm gonna do it but my friends back home it would be like once every week or maybe a couple of weeks but even a couple of weeks feels like seclusion so with jeff he would like communicate with me a lot um on the mentor days which were pretty frequent i mean we had i think what was it three mentor days three and uh because i knew you i also got to come to family day so we yeah. kind of got four we kind of got four yeah so you get three mentor days but you only get two home passes and a family day so it kind of like spaces out my like um social interaction with like familiar people so yeah it was definitely one of those things where it was kind of um definitely foundational to me keeping my sanity in there. <clears throat> Did, so, uh, Jeff, you, uh, your previous mentee was Jack. Did you, did you basically, did you learn anything from, from your, you know, your first mentee and, and apply it to Dakota? Like, was there <laughs> yeah, a difference definitely. between the two? Was there a difference um, between the two? Well, they're they're two totally different to, at the time kids. Um, two, they're two different people. So the approach and how I interact with them is just different because of their nature. Um, but as far as coming in and seeing what it was like the first time and how to interact and relate um, and having just a better understanding of what the academy was like, I kind of knew what Dakota was in for because I'd seen jack go through it already so i was a little more prepared um for what lied in store laid in store I had terrible grammar sorry <laughs> what was laying in store for him um the definitely they what during the mentor training they talk about how the cycle of relationship goes where there's turmoil and then there's building and then there's solid and then there's upheaval and then it goes around in the circle and i like in full honesty, we've had our, our own disagreements on whether my advice was good or not. And I would be upset that he wasn't listening to me. And it wasn't that he was wrong. I just had a different opinion about stuff. And then we'd talk about it and it would come back together. And that was the same for both of them. Like any, any mentoring relationship, there's going to be disagreements on whatever it is. And any relationship yeah, between any relationship. Yeah, between people, to be fair, <clears throat> but it just it comes up a lot easier in a mentoring relationship. It becomes more apparent and it's much more visible because for an effective mentoring relationship, you have to be vulnerable and honest and open. And then you have to stop and listen, because if you don't stop and listen, there's it just breaks down. Mm -hmm. OK. So how can people, if they find out about, if they listen to this and they, they want to be a mentor and volunteer, how do they go about doing that? Um, well, first off, anybody that's listening to this, you need to do at least one cycle. You need to volunteer. There are almost every cycle, there's kids that need to be paired or need to be matched. And if uh, you guys don't volunteer, then... Um, myself and some of the other mentor champions who are like permanent um, mentors to the mentors, we end up stepping in. 
and doing it, which we're happy to, but we don't want to be greedy and keep that experience all to ourselves. We want other people to have the opportunity to uh, see how rewarding it is to make a difference in somebody's life, especially if it's um, somebody you know. Uh, there's a different aspect if it's someone you know, and there's a different aspect if it's somebody you don't know, but it's an incredible experience. So if you are interested, um, you can apply to be a mentor. Um, you can reach out to myself. Um, Jason, I'm sure you can get them in contact with Liz. Mm -hmm. uh, and we can guide you through that, the whole process. Okay. Um, you mentioned earlier ab about mentor training. Can you talk a little bit about that? So um, if you apply, um, there's going to be a phone interview, background checks, all the basic stuff to make sure that you're allowed to work in a military situation and in a situation with kids and all that. And after you've passed all that and completed the phone interview, um, if you get matched with a cadet, um, you'll come to the first mentor training day, which I think is like week six or 10. Off the top of my head, can't remember. Point is, you'll come to the first mentor day early in the morning and you'll do um, like a classroom setting training. We'll go through slides, all the required things that the state wants us to cover and the National Guard wants us to cover. And then we'll start talking about what it means to be a mentor, some of the things we've covered today. Um, once that training is complete, then you get to go and have the uh, have lunch with your cadet for the first time on campus. And uh, in the afternoon, there's like team building activities, um, relationship building activities. And then there's a little bit of free time to just talk and get to know each other. Then you can tour the campus, things like that. So the mentor training is handled pretty much all by the staff there and by the case managers that um, help coordinate the interactions between the mentors and the cadets. Now, because of COVID, all the mentor training is um, online through the website. And there's certain things you have to do, questionnaires to fill out since we're not there in person. Mm -hmm. So they have definitely made accommodations for it. Dakota, how, how hard, how much more difficult would your cycle have been if you didn't have somebody like Jeff? Man, um, a lot, a lot more difficult. I mean, yeah, just having somebody who's not a part of like the quasi-military nature of the academy is so important and having somebody who you can like talk to about things that you don't necessarily feel comfortable talking to with you or talking about with your like fellow cadets and um, somebody a little bit less um, aggressive than the sergeants <laughs> um, it's it was really important um, I think that without that it would have been a lot harder and it would have been a lot more lonely Okay. And, and Jeff, are you going to continue doing this? Uh, yeah, I am. Uh, I kind of mentioned earlier um, being one of the mentor champions. So they have, um, for the three platoons, they have a mentor champion for each now. They previously only had two for the whole company. And um, I decided to step up and volunteer to be available as one of the mentor champions. So I'm there for all the events on campus when it's not COVID, of course, um, to support the other mentors and cadets. If there's a mentor day that cadets can't, uh, their, their mentor can't make it to, 
the mentor champions will take those um, orphaned cadets for the day and go do like service to community or other events. Um, part of being a mentor champion is also being like on standby if there are cadets that don't have a mentor coming into the program. Um, we go through the mentor pool and see who like who lives close enough that they could effectively do the post-residency phase. Mm -hmm. So um, I actually just matched up with a cadet for the current cycle uh, because he didn't have a mentor. He is another Wolfpack member and like Jack and Dakota were, so staying <laughs> true to the red. Yeah. And uh, like I said, I, I, I fell in love with it. I think it's a great program. I think it's a huge opportunity and it like can actually change people's lives. So at least make, at least make a small difference. Yeah. 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 It's something I think I might look into doing just, just to at least have that once one experience because I've, I've been there. I've been to the Academy. I spent a lot of time there. I've seen a lot of kids go through it and I see the, the, the changes that they go through is just amazing. It's, um, it's, it's life-changing. It really is. I mean, I think so, um, the rest in peace, Mr. Larry Pierce spent, spent a lot of time interviewing him, you know, um, had a lot of conversations. And one thing that really sticks out in my mind is that when there are, he said that when there are, um, other people from the media that they want to do a story on the, the, the Academy, he, or, or any other person who is, is interested in knowing more about the Academy, he would, he would not answer those questions and he would direct them directly to the kids themselves. Mm -hmm. And, and he said, just ask them how they like it because, because I trust their, their answers will, will speak nothing, speak highly of what they're going through, you know, because even, even the kids are, even if, even though it's rough, it's still, it's still very life-changing for them and they will speak freely about that and they will speak, um, nothing but good things about it. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, that's one of the things that sticks out in my mind is that no matter who I talk to over there, they always have a smile on their face when they, when they talk about the Academy, you know, it's just, they, they love it. <laughs> it's one of those things. I feel like that if you're describing to somebody like, yeah, you have to wake up at four 30 in the morning, you work out at least two times a day. If you mess up, you do push ups. Sometimes you're standing, staring at a flagpole until eight 45 at night, because that's when you have to turn in for bed. Right. That doesn't sound like fun, but when you're there and you're really a part of it and you, um, you're experiencing it, like you just see the difference. I mean, like putting in that much work, you're bound to get results and everybody does. And then we just realize, Hey, this is kind of awesome. I mean, like the first two weeks, maybe not, but <laughs> I mean, during the, um, during the residential phase, you definitely, I mean, I know I personally, when I left, there was a couple of weeks where I was definitely missing it a little bit, which kind of sounds crazy, but yeah. But yeah. Jack missed it too for a while. Yeah. I think, I think all of the cadets, when they first get home, they miss that, um, almost Structure. bond they, the bond they build with their, um, their platoon, their cadres, uh, the, definitely the structure um 
it makes them more efficient. They're able to achieve their goals. So having to do it on your own, that's where it ties back to the whole mentoring relationship is, uh, as I said at the very beginning, is once they're out of that environment, the mentor is the lifeline. As much as they choose to utilize it and is available as a mentor is, can determine whether a cadet makes it to the end of the 12 month cycle or not. Mm -hmm. and, the, and the cadre are, are very important too in your guys' daily mm -hmm. lives, right? Oh, because yeah. these guys are, they got, they got lots of wisdom that they, that they dispel to you guys, right? You know, they, they have questions and they, they, they're, they're open and honest with you guys too. Yeah, absolutely. Those guys, um, I mean, they were the ones who were with us 24 seven. Mm -hmm. They were really, um, definitely really instrumental in kind of how things turned out for me. I mean, you even see the differences between pl platoons with different cadre. They, um, like the cadets kind of turn out a little bit different. It's almost like they're your short-term parents, you know, <laughs> like, um, like everybody in Wolfpack kind of had a certain set of values and like, for example, right, Wolfpack, we really liked kind of like had that Marine mentality of like, just like go hard and like, you know, muscle through it. Whereas like um, third platoon, the Eagles were more kind of along the lines of like caring and bond and stuff like that. I mean, like, it's just, you see different things from every platoon, but all of the cadre um, really make a difference in your lives. I, st I, I can't tell you how much I heard about different uh, cadre that were there, uh, Sergeant Borka and Master Sergeant Andrews and both Jack and Coda still from time to time bring them up or make a reference to something that they learned from them. So it's it's not just the mentors, it's the whole program is making an impact on their lives. So I think we'll covered a lot of, of things. Um, I think we can wrap, start wrapping it up, but I just want to let, you know, turn it over to you guys for any final comments that you think we may have you know, missed or glossed over anything else you want to add? We'll start with Dakota if you got anything. Yeah, um, uh, I guess I guess what I'd kind of like to add is that, I mean, this mentoring thing is so important. Um, and if you, if anybody listening here decides to attend the academy and be a cadet, um, really keep that relationship strong with your mentor. Really, like, re like don't be afraid to rely on them. I mean, they're there to be there for you so don't be afraid of like that relationship it's definitely something that's going to be really important and very instrumental to um to your success in the academy and just i mean it's awesome to have a part like a sounding board you know somebody who you can talk to and somebody who you can relate to um that doesn't tell you to do push-ups <laughs> so so hey, yeah we did we we did start uh hitting the gym together so now that's not exactly true anymore we do. yeah we, we do tell each other to do push-ups <laughs> you haven't told me to do push-ups yet i think i'm kind of coaching you a little bit more than you are me just because um you know i'm old and i'm sore and things don't work the same so uh, i got keep up with an 18 year old yeah yeah um how about you jeff i was gonna say any the it, last thing I would say for anybody considering being a mentor is um, you're not there to be a perfect example. You're not there to be a perfect person. And the more honest you are, because teenagers are like bloodhounds, you try to hide anything or not 100% honest, instantly they can smell it and their their walls go up. 
So be honest, be vulnerable. You don't have to be perfect. You just have to be there. Um, half the time, it's you, they don't need you to tell them anything. They don't need your advice. They don't want it. They just need somebody to listen. And when they want some input, they'll let you know. And as the relationship develops and you get farther down the road, that's when you'll start figuring out the times that it's okay to say something and offer some perspective. But the key is be honest and vulnerable. Don't try to be perfect. And then listen, shut up and listen. All I still right. work on that, don't I, Ross? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We both do, we both do. We all should. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. All right. Well, I thank you guys very much for taking a few, uh, uh, some time to talk about it. Um, I think it's very a very valuable program, and a very valuable part of that program is being a mentor. And thank you for taking the time to tell us all about it. And yeah, thank absolutely. you, Dakota. Yeah, for thanks for having us. <laughs> yeah.